Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name is Jim. Nice to have you riding along today. I really appreciate the company. You can become a patron at babyboomertales.com. Just click the link, support our podcast. You can give as little as a dollar a month and as much as you desire to give. As a token of my appreciation, we will gladly send you upon your first gift our book, Life is a Long Hard Journey, 72, is a book of poetry that I wrote clear back in the 1970s. It's a nice little short book that you can also buy on Lulu, but we'll send it to you in PDF format with our sincere thank you. I want to make a correction from my last two episodes. One of them had me sitting in classroom in school sniffing glue. And I want to make sure that everybody is crystal clear on this. I am not condoning that type of behavior one little bit. In fact, it's quite detrimental to a person's health and well-being and to their mind. So whatever you do, if you're a kid thinking about something like that, don't do it. You will not regret your decision to not do stupid stuff like that. My other one was when I told about meeting my wife. We lived together for about six months before we married. There again, I do not condone living together before marriage. It did happen to us, but so often I saw with my friends that you just started off on maybe a foot that you should have put the other foot forward first, and it made life very difficult. We were very fortunate in that respect. So if you have a sweetheart somewhere and you just want to spend your life with them, get to know them real well first. Do a little courting. Do a little getting to know you. Do a little bit of becoming best friends first. Then get hitched. You'd be glad you did. Anyway, that is my corrections on a couple mistakes I made not correcting it at the time on those two podcasts. I don't mean to preach or anything. I'm just telling you what's inside of me. But I'm also telling you my experiences in life. And so often I kind of blunder through it. And somehow, by the grace of God, I made it. So here we go. We're going to talk about little town I was raised in, north central Colorado, one more time. We used to have a Rexall drugstore there, set on the north side of the street, about a half block or so east of my dad's store. Well, if you looked at it when I was a young boy, looked right at it, on the right of the building was Doc Frazier's office, and in the same building on the left was the drugstore. Separate entrances and So you go in the drugstore and there's a soda fountain and a pharmacy and all the stuff a drugstore has. Well, I was probably about 10 or 12 and Doc Frazier closed that office. He really did most of his practice up in the lake town, 16 miles north of us. So he closed that office in my little town and the drugstore proceeded to take over the whole building. Well, when all the remodeling was done, There's one door into it, right in the center of the building. You walk in, and clear back to the back, kind of in the center of the building, was the pharmacy. 
you could see the pharmacists up there. There's always two or three of them on duty, but there was Dwight, whose wife was Mrs. J there at the school. She was my biology teacher and science teacher, I do believe. There is Louie that most definitely owned the building and probably the drugstore. I don't know if Dwight owned part of it or not. And then there was Bob. Now, Louie, he owned all kinds of stuff around town. I think he owned part of the theater, maybe part of a hotel. And he definitely owned a place up north of town with horses, which I took care of his horses for a year or so one time. Go up there and feed those horses every day during the winter time. Bunch of nice mares, few geldings, and he had one stud. That stallion was one high-energy horse. Almost a little spooky, he was so high-strung. But I got to know him over time. He let me feed him some oats, kind of brush his mane a little, talk to him, nuzzle him. Nothing like the mares in the gildings, though. I think he'd just as soon run over you than really put up with you, but I was the one with the, the feed. Now, Bob may have owned part of the drugstore early on, but he definitely owned part of it later on in life. You walk in that drugstore, and on the left was Soda Fountain. I used to go in there and get cherry Cokes. Later on, I started eating bean and bacon soup there. Have a chocolate float. Remember what that was? They put chocolate in, then they squirt in this probably carbonated water, then put some ice cream in it. Ooh, those were good. All kinds of people that I knew worked at the drugstore over the years. I tried to name them, and I can name a bunch, but out of respect that I may leave people out, I decided not to. But the gals, they were high school girls and friends' moms. There were all kinds of nice ladies and females working there. They'd make that chocolate Coke just like you liked it, kind of kid with you as you're drinking it. Put enough chocolate in there for you, Jim? Well, you put some more in if you want. Stuff like that. That drugstore was great. As you walked over towards the pharmacy and all over to your right there, there's all kinds of soaps and medicines like aspirin and later on Tylenol and all that stuff. There are baby needs and makeup and toothpaste and Listerine mouthwash. All that stuff a drugstore would have. In the window on the east side of the store, big picture windows looking out the street, was a magazine rack. Of course, us little boys would want to go over there and try to sneak a look at a Playboy. Bob was just like a policeman, though. He was always right on top of you. So if you wanted to dive into that, you had to be fast. Take a chance of him calling your folks or at least kicking you out for the rest of the day. Don't dare take your buddies over there. Bob seemed to be everywhere in that drugstore, patrolling, filling your prescription, talking to you and laughing. I can't ever remember Dwight ever leaving that podium. Those pharmacists that stood up a little higher, so when you go to the counter there to talk to them, you'd have to kind of look up. Oh, it's very helpful. Louie was a no-nonsense guy, but he usually had a smile here or there. You could get anything you wanted at that drugstore. I used to 
Go in and get this little vial of cinnamon oil. Then soak toothpicks in it. Walk around with a toothpick in my mouth. Burning my lips. I love those things. I don't know if that was even very healthy for you. But you could get those back there. You had to go to the pharmacy and ask them. But you didn't need a prescription. You could buy film there. And then take your film in. And they send it away. And you get pictures in about 3, 4, 5 days. I think you could buy records there. That's where I think I bought my 45s. I want to hold your hand. Surf City. Please don't talk to the lifeguard. I do believe I got those at the drugstore. So we didn't go to Denver off enough for me to do that. And definitely I couldn't, you know, give somebody a buck and say, please bring back I Want to Go Home. Detroit City by Bobby Bear. So the drugstore had to be the place you got those records. Later on, after I was married in the later 70s, you could go down the drugstore and rent a movie for your brand new VCR. They were all new and people were buying them. I think you could even rent a VCR there at the drugstore. Keep the movie for a couple days, turn it back in. Everyone was very helpful. Everybody knew your name. That drugstore had absolutely everything a person in need, except for hardware, furniture, groceries. They talk about these big super drugstores today. I don't think those things had one thing on my little drugstore back home. If I wanted a birthday card for my mom, I went to the drugstore and got it. If I wanted some batteries for my new toys, I'd go to the drugstore and get them. Now for the top 10 55 years ago, that is the top 10 pop songs this week in 1966. Number 10, Sure Gonna Miss Her, Gary Lewis and the Playboys. Number 9, Bang Bang, My Baby Shot Me Down, Cher. Number 8, These Boots Are Made For Walking, Nancy Sinatra. Number 7, California Dreamin', The Mamas and the Papas. Number six, Nowhere Man, The Beatles. Number five, Homeward Bound, Simon and Garfunkel. Number four, Daydream, The Lovin' Spoonful. Number three, by the Righteous Brothers, You're My Soul and Inspiration. Number two, 19th Nervous Breakdown by the Rolling Stones. And the number one song 55 years ago this week by Staff Sergeant Barry Sadler, The Ballad of the Green Beret. As time went on, I was probably a young teenager. My dad started to carry soap, toiletries, batteries, some of that stuff at his grocery store. I remember Bob came in and was telling my dad that a grocery store just not natural to be carrying soap and toothpaste and all that stuff. And my dad said, Bob, we're getting more modern all the time. I've got to carry that stuff. Bob wasn't happy, but Bob kept trading with us. He understood that everything changes. And it wasn't 10 years earlier, that store that my dad bought. When he went in for a bag of flour, they had to go downstairs and scoop it out of a big old barrel. 
So things do change. My dad had a nice modern store for those days. No more going down to the basement to get flour. It was all prepackaged and all that stuff. Now they're selling toothpaste. He even tried selling records one time, but where Bob was selling the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and all that, my dad was selling somebody that I'd never ever heard of. He thought he got a deal and all that happened is he brought those records home because nobody'd buy them. So they buy his toothpaste though. They surely would, right along with a head of lettuce, half gallon of milk, pound of sausage, and nice cold watermelon. Later on in that drugstore, a man named Carl came in. I can't really remember how this all worked out, but I think Carl did buy into the drugstore. So I think Bob and Louie owned parts of it, and now here comes Carl, and it's possible that Louie retired. I'm not really sure. Later on, of course, Bob retired, and Carl sold that drugstore. It's either he sold it or just moved it into the brand new supermarket that moved to town. And that building today, there's no longer a big old Rexall drugs on the sign on top of that building. You can go into that supermarket and get anything you want, including prescriptions. Dad and Bob would be proud. That's a fact. Wherever you go in life, I don't care if someone agrees with you or not, try to be kind. It's the best way to handle any kind of situation. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out. My name is Skater Earl. I just moved from Swift City, Indiana. I'm heading west. Gonna go up, see the wild, wild west. Indiana was a good place, but I'm now 18 years old. It's time for me to get out on my own. Oh, here's a little place that sells gasoline. I need some gas. Let's pull in here. Ooh, that's funny. 67 cents a gallon. If I pump it, and $1.67 if they pump it. I wonder what that means. Hello, stranger. Welcome to Kate's General Store. <laughs>